Last time on Montreal Sauce. When someone told you, if it's not in a gallery, it's not art. Oh, that fucking guy. So, uh, what are your thoughts with, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you you did attribute your, uh, your detractor, but what are... <laughs> What are your thoughts about attributions when you do collages and stuff like that? Um, like what, what? I don't know. What do you mean? Like, I uh, just, I mean, that's like a big thing. Like on the internet is like when we're using images, like, oh, you're using my image. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. Yeah. I know it's, uh, yeah, I, I try to be careful with that. I mean, uh, with the digital stuff, early on, like a lot of my backgrounds, I start off with, um, uh, like famous paintings, like famous landscape paintings, um, you know, that people can recognize, you know, um, uh, it's funny. It's funny with collage collage. It's like, it's, it's almost like you have a license to appropriate pieces, you know? And then, um, and I just found like, as I went, I, then I, I, I it kind of started bugging me a bit. And then I, I just started kind of taking my own pictures, you know, of, of backgrounds. Like I would take photographs of like, you know, scenes around Edmonton. And then for characters, I would just basically like, you know, have pictures taken of myself. Right. And I, I incorporate that. So that was more like a learning experience. Cause yeah, early on, like I was just like, yeehaw. I just kind of went on Google. I took images. I, you know, I chopped them up and, you know, did this and that to it. And, uh, but as I went, you know, I think it was, I was maturing, I guess, as an artist and kind of recognizing that. And, uh, as I went, you know, I slowly then started phasing out, um, you know, appropriating other people's works, uh, you know, but I find like every now and then like I'll do, uh, you know, like a quick mashup of a promo for my, uh, you know, my, my, my fake skateboard company. Uh, but it's more like, you know, it's kind of like, like an old kind of nod to, to the old punk movements, you know, like they would just take photographs and, and, uh, you know, just do really, really crude, crude appropriation to it, but without really hiding the piece. Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting remix culture that we live in. It's 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 really cool. Uh, yeah, and then it's like we talked about at the top of the show. It's kind of hard to make a living at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, there's there's so much of it out there, um, and that's you know it's that's a challenge, right? It's trying to come up with your own voice, you, with your own style that people will latch onto. Um, you know, like I, I've seen artists that like their original works are so gorgeous. They're just, you know, this hyper realistic, what, you know, just this, 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 this genius, but you know, maybe like three people kind of dig it. Like it's just, it's really, it's, uh, it, it, it can really be awful at times. So you, you were, you were borrowing a famous, uh, painting of landscapes for, for some of the collage stuff and yeah, uh, yeah. that, that was sort of in a way to uh, do something with them because I, I heard that you have a disdain for landscapes. <laughs> you know what? Not so much now, I guess, you know, again, too, maybe it's like, you know, getting older. I, I, I do appreciate them more, 
But at the time, man, I just despised them. They're so boring. There's just nothing exciting about them. You know, it's just a pissing contest. And yeah, I don't know. It was just, yeah, I was kind of being a bit of a dink, I think, back then. You know, I was showing a little bit of, you know, lack, lack of respect, you know, for, for classic turners and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's some landscapes I dig. I, I don't know. Yeah. Tweets yeah, out. It, it seems like one of those things where, like, at the time, if, like, you were living then and someone showed you that painting, you would be like, holy shit. That looks sure. amazing. It's like photorealistic. And now like that we have tons of them in every gallery in every city, we're just like, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's yeah, I just yeah, God, it's just it's not my thing. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I believe I shouldn't put words in her mouth, but I believe my wife is the same way. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. She'll never know I said that. <laughs> she loves me unconditionally as well there we go uh, <laughs> uh yeah um so i have down that uh you were inspired by um will Ossop. is that how i say his name the architect Alsop, yeah 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 um i was a huge will Ossop fan it was funny he uh um, so, you know, uh, I think London based architect, I think he's retired. It was like not too long ago. Uh, he was also a painter as well. And I just, uh, I just did like his, um, his color explosions, just fantastic. Right. He, he worked with a lot of geometrical type patterns. And, uh, I remember first seeing one of his buildings. Uh, it was the OCAD building in Toronto. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like this, um, this uh, uh, checkered pattern, black and white checkered pattern uh, cube uh, that's basically held up by these uh, by these stilts, these multicolored stilts, so like crayons. Mm. Uh, you know, they're about 30, 40 feet in the air. And uh, anyway, so yeah, like like it was, it was funny. Like I kind of sort of caught on to him after the whole design phase. Uh, funny enough, and uh, so I became a big fan of his. Follow his work, follow his you know his paintings and that. And then there was one night when he was actually in town here in Edmonton when uh, there was a presentation for the four final designs for the uh, for the art gallery. And so Alsop, uh, Zaha Hadid, um, Arthur Erickson, and oh god, and, and and the guy who got the uh, Randall Stout uh, who who got the winning bid. Uh, and I remember just sitting there watching Will Alsop present his design i'm like oh my god i was just like so excited. i was like total fanboy absolute fanboy um but it's funny i remember walking kind of along churchill square and i passed the old art gallery and and there was will alsop having a glass of wine by himself just kind of like you know just on the sidewalk and so you know typical canadian i'm just like no no don't bother the man but i'm like fuck it so i kind of stopped and i i i said hey you know I'm so-and-so and, you know, and all that, we, we start up a conversation and, um, we start talking soccer more so than, than, than design. Cause like he, he cheers for the same, you know, football or soccer team that I do. And so we had a good conversation about that and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, yeah. One of those weird, weird, w- how things kind of work out, you know, following a, a, an architect in England and, you know, 
you end up talking, you know, soccer with him uh, in your hometown. <laughs> that is weird. I didn't know you actually met him. I just knew that he inspired some of your the use of colors and things like that. Yeah, yeah. He's just just, just he's he's very courageous with his palettes, and uh, he he wasn't afraid of using color. Um, you know, so and I just yeah, I just kind of followed uh, followed that lead. Yeah, that uh, I have never seen that building, but uh, I just uh, searched it on DuckDuckGo. That building is crazy awesome. I know it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it's a goddamn shame you never got the uh, the art gallery uh, design. So, but what are you gonna do? Oh, he was up for the art gallery here. Okay, he was. Yeah, yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> With our with all of our pyramids here in town, <laughs> I know a little cultish around here, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm not much of a, like an authority on architecture. You know, so I, I just kind of sort of I kind of stay away from stay away from that discussion because I just honestly I just don't really have much to uh, to stand on. And then uh, there was like a sci-fi artist that you said you really in uh, Frank uh, R. Frank Paul. R. Paul. Yeah, so Frank R. Paul did the cover work for oh crikey, uh, I'm trying to think of the magazine back in like the 20s. Uh, basically, these magazines would have um, short stories, right? Uh, like sci like sci-fi short stories. I think War of the Worlds actually debuted in 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 one of these magazines too. I cannot remember the name of the magazine. Crap. Anyway. Frank R. Paul did these illustrations that were just like unbelievable in terms of like content and uh, you know, like these are all hand painted pieces too. Right. And um, just the imagination was so insane for that time. And um, yeah, like a lot of the collage works prior to the Viper sisters was heavily based on, on Frank R. Paul. So it was just more the, uh, the outrageousness of like the narrative that he was presenting and um oh wonder stories yeah science wonder stories that's what it was yeah i love the, these like old colors too like yeah yeah again too someone just wasn't afraid of like the bold colors you know what i mean it was just you know yeah frank r paul is like like will i'll stop it's like each piece just kind of just punches you in the face you know what i mean like there's no i don't need to read about what they're trying to present to me it's like boom like right away i'm just i'm looking at it you know and i want to know it you know um and that's i i like that i like impact pieces i like the uh i like the pieces that you see today that would sort of emulate something that he does like a hand painted something where like you can't tell that it's just like a mixture of icons they got from a stock site somewhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, and we have such a. I mean, I think that um, even prior to uh, Apple's uh, design and Google jumping in with the, all these like rounded corners and <laughs> very very nice things, like we we were already falling into sort of like an artistic style, like based on like people using Flash or something. <laughs> like everything yeah. had like a sort of shape to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I do, I do love like the stuff when it's like hand painted and you're like, wow, this looks gorgeous. 
Yeah, I, I think you kind of like I, I find I appreciate that more so now, you know, like, in, you know, in this this massive digital landscape, uh, you know, every now and then, you know, you come across a hand painted piece and it's 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 nice. You know, it's, it's nice to see like an artist's hand at work, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, like a, like a like a like a click cut paste, uh, you know, piece, which, you know, which I I I got no problem with, right? Like, you know, God knows I've done enough of those, but, uh, it's always nice to, you know, to see a bit of craft. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, you, you, did you like, did you actually work directly with, uh, Chad Corey and Motomichi? Yeah. So, so Chad Corey and, uh, and Motomichi Nakamura. So those are two guys that I approached, um, near the tail end of my little design phase. So I, I designed a lamp called a monster lamp and essentially like just a, like a, like a, like a box that, that looks like it's been cracked open and there's a light that kind of comes out of the crack. And I, um, I based that design off of, uh, the whole vinyl toy scene because the vinyl toy scene, uh, led to, uh, like a big customization, uh, movements, you know, um, so I wanted a piece that, that could be customized, uh, easily, uh, you know, through artists. And so I made this piece and I just basically just contacted, uh, both Motomichi and Chad and, uh, and then just couriered, um, uh, each of them a lamp, uh, you know, to their studios and they, they, they applied their, um, their style onto it. And then we actually ended up like showing both of them. Uh, I think Motomichi's, uh, did a show, I think in New York and then, uh, in Toronto and then Chad's, uh, he had a show in Calgary, Edmonton, I think in Chicago, uh, as well. So, um, but yeah, that was fun. That was basically like the final straw in the whole design, um, uh, phase for me. And then from there I was just basically, I, I moved quickly onto, uh, onto illustration. And then, yeah, like Chad kind of got you back into collage as well, huh? He did. Actually, you know what? Chad, like collage is something I did like a long time ago. You know, I think I think everyone kind of dabbled in collage at some point, right? It's like collage is like the marijuana of like the art world, right? You know, <laughs> everyone kind of dabbles in it, right? You know, and moves on to the harder stuff. So, yeah, so Chad uh, at the time, you know, he, he did a lot of collage work. Uh, not so much now. I don't think he does any collage work now at all. I think he's more into like geometrical type patterns and, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, so through him, I um, I got inspired to do digital pieces, like collage pieces. But I wasn't ready yet to do like hand, like cut and paste, you know, paper. Uh, that's when I, I learned. Uh, I taught myself to use Photoshop and uh, just started doing it uh, digitally. And then from there, I just kind of kind of went. That's cool. Um, so you kind of touched on it, but uh, so there is no taco skateboard company. <laughs> there is, and there isn't. It's what you want it to be. So I guess I guess I should explain. So <laughs> so taco skateboard technically isn't real, but I have enough physical components to actually consider it real. So I, I, okay. When I started doing, uh, these sketches, uh, I call it uh, the here series, you know, like skateboarders and guys in Volkswagens and all that. Uh, as I went, I, I, I kind of started putting on, on, you know, 
on their shirts and that taco skates and the taco skateboard, taco skateboarding company, all that. And then I just, I, I, I put in so many sketches. I kind of started to believe that this company was real. And then I just kind of started playing it up. I, um, started doing little like, you know, advertisements for it. Um, I even made uh, a couple of, uh, actual refurbished recycled skateboards under the taco name. Uh, I had a shirt made up. <laughs> I had the, the company name and logo hand painted onto my, uh, my old, uh, Volkswagen. Uh, so I have a company car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know, I got, I got stickers. Uh, so, you know, it's as, it's as real as you want it to be. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of, some people just like, you know, I think everybody wants to start a business, you know, everyone likes the idea of, of owning their own business, you know? So in a weird way, I kind of own my own business, you know, I kind of like that. Um, but you know, it's less headaches, right? I don't have to deal with customer complaints or, you know, returns or <laughs> taxes or, you know, anything like you know, that. You don't have so, any of those headaches of act, actual overhead of running a business. Yeah, exactly. It's really <laughs> cool though. But it's like, you know, but it's funny. Like it, it, it's kind of like almost like the street art thing. It's like, I've, I, I put that name out so often. Mm-hmm. I put out graphics so often and, you know, people kind of want to become part of the company. <laughs> they, they want like, <laughs> they want t-shirts, they want merchandise. And I remember I was driving my car down White Ave one night and someone screamed like taco, you know, like they were excited to see, you know, the car. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, pff, huh. Go figure. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We we did this wrong, Paul. We should have just made business cards and told everyone we had a podcast and we didn't have to do any other work. Right, right. We could just stop there. Yeah, it's like saying your girlfriend's a model, but she lives like, you know, down in the States. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like, you got to a point where I even like, uh, I even got a corporate seal made up, you know? So with my sketches now that I, I stamp it, right? So you got this embossed. <laughs> nice. Taco, skateboard, whatever. It's it's really it's it's quite legit. It really is quite legit, you know. Yeah, you told me when I met you that you even have someone who like wants to make the skateboards for you, right? <laughs> I, someone gave me a show, and he wanted to uh, he wanted to go as far as to build a press and start producing decks. And so I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, just 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 the the thought that someone will come voluntarily offering their time you know, and even like their investments into creating a line of, of, of product for a company that really is, <laughs> you know, really, it's not legal of any, whatever. It's like, you guys, <laughs> you guys can like go and register the taco skateboard tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I, yeah. So, but again, too, again, too, again, it's just, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's creating work that, you know, you hope connects with people, you know, like with the street art thing, that's kind of like, you know, I, I joke about the taco skateboard, uh, uh, thing, you know, but it really, it is, it is a piece of work. It's, 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 it's a piece that's always moving. There's a lot of moving parts to it. You know, like I joke about it, you know, I put up, you know, flippant, uh, Instagram posts about it. You know, I, I drive around a shitty old beetle, 
you know, with its name on it. I hand out stickers, you know, for free kind of whatever. But, um, but it's a piece again, that's, it's an interactive piece. It's a piece that's inspiring people to want to become a part of it, that, that they want to be seen out and about with, with a taco skateboard sticker, you know, and, and I'm sure if I put out a t-shirt, I'll, you know, I, I'll probably sell a couple of t-shirts, you know, cause they want to be seen with, you know, with that, uh, with that brand, even though it's not real, it's real, but it's not, it, it, it's real to whoever wants it to be real. Yeah. So yeah, again, too, it's, it's another crowd, uh, you know, participation type piece that just really, it's, it's, it's going to probably go on for a while. I mean, in a way it's as real as any company is real. Uh, it is, it really is. Right. Like I said, like, you know, I have products that you can buy. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you go to Starbucks, you buy a product. That's what you get from these companies. You get a product. You don't get, you know, a share of the profits or, you know, you don't get whatever. It's just, you know, you rely on these companies to get something back. And, and I technically give something back, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, there's, at least in the States, I'm not sure how business laws work in Canada, but in the States, you can run a business just by saying, I'm a person and I have a business and I've given it this name. And if you want to be any more official than that, you can go like down to your local township office or something like that and say, hi, I'm doing business as this name and and fill out a little form and they'll hand you a thing back that says, great, you do business as that name. We don't actually really give a shit. Just, yeah. you know, pay your taxes and, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. it's just, you know, it's like, um, you know, like, I, I don't know you guys, like I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to like be a musician, you know, I've always wanted to start a band. I, 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 I can't play anything. Right. But you know, it was, it was always <laughs> sure. like, you know, growing up, it's like, you know, I was such a music junkie. Like I, I would like, you know, beg the manager at HMV to hire me kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I, I always wanted to start like, you know, like a little like three piece punk band and, and, you know, more so to sell t-shirts, you know? Um, cause the bands I followed in the eighties, you know, like SNFU, you know, uh, apart from like their music, the branding that they did, you know, like a lot of, a lot of punk bands. I just love the branding that they did. It was so low tech, you know, they would just take these crude, you know, you know, like newspaper images of like Reagan, like Ronald Reagan, and they would just kind of cut and paste, you know, and run through like, you know, like a, like a shitty old photoco- photocopier and uh, just create like, you know, these like 10 cent pieces, you know, these flyers and that, that mm-hmm. really, I mean, like anybody put together, but, but just how people connected to these crude, quickly thrown together pieces, you know, uh, that's really essentially promoting a brand. And, and I kind of like, you know, I, I looked at the taco skateboard thing as basically like my, my three piece punk band, you know, where I can, I can throw together like a really crude, uh, promo for, for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I mentioned to one of you guys, like I was joking about a job fair, you know, setting up a fake job fair for taco, you know? So I would just, you know, throw together a quick little flyer uh, say be here here at such and such time and I don't know, see what happens kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Cause that's the next big thing is data collection. So you yeah. just have to collect data on potential employees. That's all you really need. You don't <laughs> need the employees. Well, I was thinking of putting out a, a Kijiji ad, uh, you know, for interns or something, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, 
I'm not sure what to do uh, yet here. Um, I think next thing I want to do is I want to make t-shirts. But, but I don't want to like, I don't want to do like, cause I, I did t-shirts like with the whole street art thing or the whole thing kind of street art thing. Like I actually did a bunch of t-shirts. Uh, so I would do like pre-orders and you know, I, you know, I sold like a business actually. So, but I think this for the taco skateboard, I want to get a bunch of blank shirts. I want to make up a stencil at work and then basically invite people to meet me at a parking lot and I would just stencil the shirts right in front of them. And then, you know, like a, like a, like an $8 t-shirt kind of thing. That's, that's sort of my, uh, that's kind of my goal right nice. now. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Some, some way to like, uh, you know, customize them as well for the people like choose your color or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? No, we're talking like white shirts, black paint. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You know, meet me at the parking lot of, of whatever, whatever at, uh, you know, such and such time. And then, you know, if you want, you bring your own shirt, I'll spray that kind of thing. And then just, yep. you know, on your way. You were here for taco t-shirt day. I'm telling you, you know what? It's, it's just, it's again too. It's not so much like, it's not so much the product. I think it's more, uh, the events. Yes. It's kind of being right. part of something, right. Which is, you know, with, a, with a street art, uh, uh, thing, you know, people just want to be a part of it. They want to take a picture of it. They want like the trophy, you know, like the souvenir from, you know, from that, from that day. And, um, so yeah, so I think that's probably, you know, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. So, um, you know, could happen tomorrow. I don't know. I'm just kind of one of those things where it's like, if I, if I come up with an idea more likely I'll do it right away, you know, and kind of get it out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's similar to, I mean, taco skateboard company is similar to, uh, your, when you decided to put your own gallery on a street corner, right? Like it's an event. Yeah, it was, uh, that's exactly what it was. You know, uh, that was the whole bits series. I, um, yeah, like I, again, too, it was kind of near the tail end of, I think it was the last bit I did with the street art, uh, um, series. I just kind of started realizing it's like, I don't, I can hold my own show wherever I want. And so with the bit series, I just, uh, you know, I went to like the craft store in town. I bought like a bunch of these like really tiny frames, these picture frames are like, you know, kind of ornamental. And then so, so I would just do these like really crude digital pieces, print them off on my shitty, uh, printer, you know, and then, uh, frame them, uh, double side tape, just kind of head downtown, you know, and then just, post them up on a wall and I make like these like really micro tiny, like information cards, you know, with each piece, you know, the title of the piece, the size of the piece, the size of the pieces were like inch and a half by two inches kind of thing. And then, so I would, uh, you know, prior to, I would, I would send out little promos, you know, post on, on social media opening at such and such time at such and such alleyway. And then, uh, yeah, I put it up. I take pictures and then, you know, opening reception and then I would just leave the pieces out there. And then, you know, as the days went, people just kind of take one piece here and one piece there. And, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of how that one went. That's really cool. Like, I mean, and then, like you said, uh, I think uh, the creative morning thing, like why, why can't you put that like show on your CV? Like, just like taco skateboard company, what makes a company, what makes a show? Like why can't yeah. that be? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, I just didn't like, 
Yeah, I just I didn't have time to I guess go through like you know the process of getting accepted uh, for a show. I want to show right away, and then uh, you know, um, yeah, I just like the idea of, of control. You know, like like artists have a lot like like artists have a lot of control these days, right? With with social media, um, you know, where it at times it almost feels like you can phase out, you know, the um, the establishments. Uh, you know, there's a lot of artists I follow on Instagram and, uh, you know, that's all I need. That's all I need to see their work, you know, and, and some of them, you know, I'll, you know, maybe inquire about a piece and that, and, uh, it's good for me. It's good for me. I don't have to see it in person, which is wrong, really, you know, it'd be nice to see something in person, but same time, it's like, you know, it, we live in such an instant, you know, society, right? Uh, that, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that you just got to kind of, you know, evolve with. Oh yeah. Everything is like so very instant right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Like grabbing people's attention. It's, it's, it's really hard, you know? Um, like I've had people that, you know, follow me in the beginning through the street art thing, you know, and they're, they're pretty devote followers. And then, you know, also they kind of unfollow you on, on, you know, on, on your Instagram or Twitter, right. They're done with you. You know, it's just, it's just how it is nowadays, right? Like you can, you know, you satisfy people for so long until, you know, until they're a click away from something new. Yeah. Uh, you can't take it personal. It's just, you know, it's just, just how it is. So Taco Skateboard Company, I saw some other artwork uh, on your site. And uh, is that your dog in the picture? Yeah, that's my dog. It's my dog, Murphy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a pug and, uh, yeah, I try to, I try to throw him in, you know, whenever I can. So yeah, the one particular picture, yeah, he looked high as a kite. Uh, we, we were just like, <laughs> I, I throw him in the front seat of my, uh, my old uh, Volkswagen and I kind of strap him in there. And then just that one day he just, the way the sun was hitting in there, it was all hazy in there and, and he just looked completely out of his gourd and it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a perfect picture, you know, kind of fit with the whole, uh, the whole theme. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, stalking your, uh, Flickr account or your Instagram. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, that's an adorable dog. I know. I know. He's great. He's such a good dog. So yeah, most times. <clears throat> the other thing I noticed is, uh, you seem to be not only happy with your Beetle, but obsessed with all Volkswagens. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I know, I know. Like, it's funny, like, Fish Krakowski, we're talking about that, and he's like, he's like, you're, you're, you're drowning in Volkswagens right now. And uh, it's a seasonal thing, right? Because, I mean, like, it was over the summer that I had, uh, I had a lot of postings of Volkswagens that I came across here in town. And then, you know, when I went down to the coast to, uh, to Fino, uh, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a passion. I just love old, old, old V dubs. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's the fortunate thing with people that follow me on Instagram. It's not, it's not an art only account. Sure. Yeah. It's basically, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of everything. Um, you know, it's, it's my other passions and whatnot, but you know, I, I talked to someone about that and they said, well, the other things you post like the V dubs and, and whatnot, it kind of sort of all sort of relates to the arts, you know, especially stuff I'm doing now in the here series, like it all kind of falls into play. Um, you know, that's why, like, I got a lot of Volkswagens, you know, in my, in my, in my sketches now. Um, 
it's just it, it all relates like it's like the whole thing's like a piece i guess if you know if you really think about it as opposed to just mm. a, a generic uh you know photo uh uh photo stream and so the the here series you're are you selling some of those pieces on your site now i haven't actually yeah i've been selling for the last couple of years um so i have a shop uh go through my website and, you know, click on that. And then, um, any other pieces that are on there, that's not on my shop, just inquire. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, whenever I post on Instagram, like I'll just get someone to kind of send me just a DM, ask them if it fits for sale and then I'll, uh, yeah, just kind of sell it privately that way. Um, I also had uh, some pieces up at uh, a couple of cafes in town. Um, and then just, uh, yeah, I moved them out that way. So anything can be bought. And uh, here series is uh, mostly like you're now doing some illustration stuff. Uh, with with the here series, yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically my uh, that's my main thing right now. Um, like like I, I like if you kind of go through like my uh, my website through the work, uh, I think it starts like uh, 2008 and up or 2006. You kind of see like it just kind of like each series is like a block like boom boom Mm -hmm. boom they're completely different from one another right it's like you know uh someone commented said it was like you know like episodes like you know where it's like almost like i treat each series like almost like an album i guess so and i usually go like i usually run about two years per series like unintentionally you know uh, like usually after, after like a couple of years, I kind of sort of like phase out and I, I just jump onto something completely, completely different. So, uh, but right now it's, it's, it's this, uh, it's this series here with the taco thing kind of being a bit of an offshoot to it. So yeah, basically taco skateboard is like my, you know, better call Saul for my breaking bad. That's <laughs> yeah. the best way I can describe it. Yeah. <laughs> where just out of curiosity, where are you, uh, where are you getting your like uh, die cut stickers for Taco? Stickerapp.com. Nice. They're the best. Honestly, like their quality is sick. Their prices are like like so reasonable and their turnaround is like great. Um, and their customization online is fantastic. So yeah. I'm a- I'm always interested in uh Stuff like that now that I live in Canada because things were so much like less expensive and there were so many options in the States. And then you get to Canada and it's like, oh, yeah, shipping is going to destroy <laughs> you. So It's not. You know what? It's it's so reasonable price wise. Um, and like I said, I, I'm really happy with like like the quality. Uh, and so, yeah, people that, that that snag the stickers, they're they're usually pretty stoked, uh, stoked about it. So that's awesome. And um you have uh, you have you've inspired others, haven't you? Doing uh, what you do, do you still carry a letter in your wallet? <laughs> that letter, you know, it's funny. She <laughs> she ended up uh, she ended up dropping me. I think on every platform. <laughs> she it, it was quite. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like she, um, it was it was funny. Yeah, she. Uh, this, 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 this gal wrote me this, this great letter, you know, how, you know, my work inspired her and to do this and that. She even did me like a custom uh, piece, right? This is uh, during the whole street art thing. 
And then kind of as time went, I think, uh, you know, I think I moved so far away from, from that series that, uh, she's like, nah, I'm out and just kind of scorched earth. I think, you know, Instagram, Twitter and, uh, yeah, kind of moved on. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of one of those things like this, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, well, it's like we said, it's art. Like it's just, I mean, how many, how many musicians or bands have come out and released albums and then like when they decide to try something different, like everyone leaves and they're just like trying to explore being an artist, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean like everyone can't be ACDC, right? You know, yeah. I mean like, uh, but it's, it's, I know it's like, I, you know, myself, right? Like, you know, if I think of musicians, like I used to be, I used to love uh, the police, you know, back in the day, like, uh, you know, cause they, they're just, you know, this, this, this kind of punk reggae type band, but I'm not going to listen to sting now with his, you know, goddamn pan flutes, you know, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know, he's doing these like Lord of the Rings type soundtrack albums. Now, obviously I no, it's not, not my, he lost me. He lost me decades ago. So, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's the thing, right. With, with artists. Um, uh, and I was talking with someone about this, about, you know, as an artist, when is it, you know, when's a good time to, uh, to change styles, you know, when, you know, is it right, you know, and then there's, you know, cause there's always that fear, you know, of, of losing people. It depends how, how, how important, you know, you find it is to, you know, please people, right. Either you please yourself or you please other people. Right. And, and some people, they, they put more emphasis on pleasing other people and they kind of sort of stick with what they know. Right. You know, they're, they're bread and butter. They're able to sell, you know, said pieces and, uh, you know, they kind of keep the gravy train going. Uh, but then there are other artists that just kind of say, you know, what, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to move on to something new. And if they follow me, great. If they don't, then they don't, um, you know, so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of in that mode where it's like, I'm ready to move on. And then I know I'm going to lose people. Like I've I've lost people like, you know, with, with each shift in work, but I've gained new people with each shift in work. So, you know, and then hopefully, you know, down the road that the old people that kind of, you know, dunk your ass might kind of come around, see that you're doing something new and, you know, open up a whole new dialogue. Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we live in like a world of now, so people just yeah. change and yeah, you just gotta go with the punches. And like you said, I mean, I think that's really, that's something I think I, I struggle with. It's like, you know, I mean, even this podcast, we started doing this podcast because we wanted to keep talking to each other after I moved and, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, evolved into different things where we talk to guests now instead of each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's also like, yeah, at some point, like it starts becoming like, Oh, like the audience wants this. And then I'm like, wait, we were just doing this cause we like doing it. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. Take, take my foot off the gas. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember, um, I used to do a, um, I used to do a radio show, uh, for CJSR uh, I did it for a few years with a co-host and, uh, man, I remember like the first year it was like the greatest thing ever. Like I love doing that show, but then I found at the end, it's like, it started feeling like a job, you know, and you just, oh, you just started just, you, you lose interests, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's not fun anymore. And, you know, you're ready to move on to, uh, to something else. So, but uh, with you guys, though, like, you know, at least you're doing, you know, a podcast on a consistent basis, you know, like that's, and that's a challenge, right? A lot of people want to do 
a podcast, but you know, mm-hmm. starting it up just, you know, is, is, is a monumental challenge to most people. So. Yeah. I mean, I met you at the Edmonton podcast meetup. Are you, and I actually appropriated some of your art, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which you said, uh, you know, think item podcast. So are you really thinking of doing one or. Okay. So, so since, since, yeah, since that little meetup there. So I, I, you know, I had, I had one original idea, uh, what I was going to do was I was going to basically record my podcast, uh, with my phone, uh, with the, the voice memo app, I was going to record it while driving in my Volkswagen, uh, basically an unedited, uh, podcast. You'd hear the, you know, my engine in the background and basically me driving and, you know, talking about, um, you know, talking about like some art related something or another. Right. And, uh, I, I talked to an artist friend of mine and I kind of relayed what I was thinking. He's like, Oh, that's great. It's great. You know, and you know, art, this art, that blah, blah, blah. And I remember hanging out on the phone. I'm like, Oh fuck. I do. I do. I really want to add more art <laughs> on my whatever. And I just like, Oh, so I kind of left it for the day. And then and so I went next day, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at the cafe with my wife and we're, we're kind of chatting and, and you know, the idea came up of like, doing like, like some completely unrelated. We are talking like doing like an Euler podcast, you know, cause nice. uh, it's just funny. Cause like, I find like, you know, whenever there was, there was an Euler game, there'd be like a group of us on Twitter, basically, you know, like just, just throwing out like, you know, as the game was going on, we're just kind of tweeting back and forth and, you know, kind of this dialogue going. And, and so I talked to one of the guys that, uh, you know, uh, that I know through this little group and, uh, he's like, yeah, we got to do an Oiler podcast. So I think we're going to do an Edmonton Oiler related podcast. Um, essentially just, <laughs> I think we're going to like meet up. I think we're going to record it like at the Empress on white. And, uh, and it's not going to be like an analytical type podcast, like breaking down numbers. Not, it's just going to basically be fans ranting about what a team we have and <laughs> you know so it's just but anyway it's just it just kind of turned into like something that i thought would have been you know an extension of of the work that i'm doing but then i'm realizing now this is like actually like something that's going to be like a bit of a breath of fresh air from the work that i'm doing you know what i mean like i can't you know and it's just it's just one of those things like i mean yeah if you want to talk to the oilers i'll talk with the oilers all night long like it's just one of those things where you know, it's a. Sh- I know we're a shitty hockey team, but I don't know what it is. I just, I got a lot to say about them. <laughs> yeah, I always uh, Paul Paul started it, and then I kind of got bit. And after doing a different show with Paul, I like juice so many nights in a row. <laughs> I really wanted to start my own show. And like you, I I was uh, similarly inspired because me and my friends and we'd get together and watch the Pistons games back when I lived in Michigan. We would would have such a good time. Like, uh, and that was, you know, back in the 2000s. And so we're making fun of. Are you a Pistons fan? Oh, yes. Oh, I thought I was the only one in town. Like, my God, I feel like a leper. Right. Even mentioned like I was I was watching I was watching like game two last night and it was I was kind of laughing myself because my you know, I'm just kind of tweeting as, as the game goes. Right. And my it started off so positive And then after the game went, you know, just like 
you know, my tweets are becoming like more like one word, like, ugh, you know, yeah. just kind of like this like <laughs> right. slow descent. And I'm just, ah, uh, God damn it. Like I've never seen a team just fucking shoot themselves in the foot like that. Like it's just, ugh, I just, uh, I miss the old days when like Bill Lambert would just throw a punch, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, yeah. And that, and, uh, Cause like, Okay, I'm getting a bit off topic here, but the Cavaliers are not a tough team. You know what I mean? Like right. it's it's, yeah. it's 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 an opportunity for like these, you know, and let's be honest, like the Pistons right now are a super super young team. Like they're right. they're like I think apart from Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson's got like 30 31 uh playoff game uh experience where like everybody else had like that this is their first playoffs. So, but it, you know, this is an opportunity for them to make a statement you know, to kind of, you know, harken back to the days of, you know, the bad boys, like throw that elbow, you know, yep. just, just rough them up. Right. Cause yep. the Cavaliers, they're not a tough team. I'm sorry. They're not a tough team. And I think they could, they could have been pushed around, but these kids, man, they just, uh, I don't know, man, they just gave up. They just, ugh. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Lamb is my favorite player. I have his Jersey. Oh, <laughs> That team was so filthy, so filthy. And you know what? The one thing that kills me is like, it's too bad that, you know, when you mention the name Dennis Rodman, everyone pictures Dennis Rodman, you know, basically, you know, as, as this cross-dressing D-list celebrity, you know what I mean? Like, but at the time he was, he was the, really the best defensive player in the NBA. He was yes. a fantastic player even when you know he he moved on to chicago and i think he i think he spent time in san antonio as well mm-hmm. he was an amazing amazing player uh he's one of my favorite players like his rebounding was was insane yep and then, uh it's just it's too bad it's just too bad it's too bad people don't realize like what like what a talent he was that whole team was just oh just unbelievable yeah, yeah it's funny like uh i don't know if you've seen it but uh that uh I think it's an ESPN documentary, one of the 30 for 30s, but they did the bad boys. Yeah, and like, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, was it was so good. And then I think they even have footage of like Rodman shooting and it's like something no one ever <laughs> talks about because he's just a rebound monster. And especially after he left the Pistons, like that's mm-hmm. all teams hired him to do. But he actually made shots too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. He was a great all-around player. He was, he was very athletic. He was just... Yeah, that team, man. It's just uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else is there. Uh, 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 Rick Mahorn, uh, John Sally, uh, Joe Dumars. I mean, remember uh, Vinny, the microwave Vinny. Johnson? Yeah. Vinny Johnson would come off the bench. And he'd like slam like four three pointers, and then be then he'd be benched for the rest of the game. It was just <laughs> the oddest, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chuck Daly, yeah, Chuck Daly, man. He was just oh man. It's like you know, I gotta say, I really like Stan Van Gundy right now. Um, he kind of reminds me of you know, a little bit of Chuck Daly, but, uh, I don't know. You know, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be, they're going to learn they a lot. Are. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully over the season, Andre Drummond learns how to throw a goddamn free throw. <laughs> <laughs> I, can you believe him? I, I haven't seen anyone throw that bad since Shaq. What? You know, yeah. Shaq in his early days could not. Yep. Be early gonna, Shaq. Yep. Oh, terrible. That's- I just, how can you be a professional basketball player and throw like that? And See, he was going to progressively worse as the game went. Oh, this was uh, 
No, see, I wouldn't even do this stolen joke if it was just me and Paul because he wouldn't get it probably. <laughs> but uh, my friend, my friend Nate back in Michigan, if he's listening, he he wrote on Facebook last night, and I just I was laughing so hard. He was like, "Wow, even Mister Drummond could shoot free throws better than Andre." <laughs> 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 I was like, that's a pretty sick burn, actually. Oh my god. I, I swear I, I think Andre left about twenty points at the line. Yeah. Like it was just it was just you sitting there like you know, you just like you just gonna sink these two and we're like within a shout. And it was just Oh my god. And then oh I don't know if you caught like near the end. Uh I think it was Morris that uh he was supposed to be covering LeBron. But he was maybe about thirty feet away from him. <laughs> Le- LeBron takes the three, sinks it. Morris catches up, and LeBron kind of looks at him like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, you're supposed to be covering me." It was just they've been showing this highlight over and over tonight. I've mean, just been dying because it was just awful coverage. It's yeah. just, oh, you know, it's like for someone that supports a hockey team like I do, <laughs> you think I would just maybe just jump on a bandwagon, you know, in the NBA. Uh- Right, like you know, like all of a sudden yeah. everyone's like everyone's a yeah. Warriors fan, right? Oh yeah, give me a break. That team used to be so they were like, oh, they're like vintage LA Clippers, right? Now all of a sudden you got LA Clipper fans too, and no. See, I just even it out by following all of the Detroit teams because you've got the Red Wings, who are usually pretty consistently good. They're not that great this year, but they're usually pretty consistently good. Yeah, but then yeah, you've got the, yeah. you've got the Detroit Lions, who are just—they're <laughs> always bad. Yeah. They will always be bad. There's not there's nothing they could do. They could basically just swap teams with the Patriots, and then somehow the Detroit Lions, who are now Patriots, would win the Super Bowl. But the but the Patriots, who are now Detroit Lions, would. <laughs> Like Tom Tom Brady would throw like fifty seven interceptions. <laughs> the Lions are like the fancy version of the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and then yeah, I'm not sure then, which is which actually. In that. But, and then yeah. the Tigers. They got the Tigers. I I don't really know much about the Tigers. Um, they they go on streaks, but they're you know they're yeah, they're see, a hot and cold team. As well, like a couple years ago, they were in the World Series last year. I think they they barely made the playoffs. So, yeah. See, I don't really really jump on on baseball when uh, when the Jays are actually playing decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those things, but uh, you know, which basically is like you know all of Canada essentially. It's, so, <laughs> yeah, know. it's just too damn boring when they're bad. Well, so it's funny, right? When the Jays are winning, everyone's a Jays fan. When the Jays suck, everyone's wearing like a Boston Red Sox hat. <laughs> right? Yeah. So me included, right? So, you know, yeah, I, it took me a while to get that probably because as I moved to Canada, like now almost four years ago, I was already sort of getting out of uh, sports fandom to begin with because I'm getting grumpy and old and don't understand why they make so many millions and don't try. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that really threw me for a loop for a while. There, I was like, "Wait, why is everyone a Jays fan? Why does everyone like the Raptors?" And I was like, "Oh, wait, those are the only damn teams they have in Canada. Period. The entire country." <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Raptors fan. I, I can care less. I'm I'm kind of. I'm kind of tribal when it comes to my sports teams, you know, like basketball, like I'll, you know, 
like I'm, I'm, I'm more into it this year because Pistons haven't been in the playoffs since what, 2009. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, it's, it's nice. Now I got a team to cheer for. And then like with, um, you with hockey, right. You know, people are like, well, you know, so no Canadian teams in who are you going to pick? I'm like, well, I don't care if there's another Canadian team in there. Why the fuck would I cheer for Ottawa? Right. Or, or Montreal or, you know, why, you know, I, I got a team right. And they're out. So I'm out. You know, I'll check the I'll check the highlights maybe the next day of the scores, and that's really about it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and buy myself a Florida Panthers you know hat and you know walk around like I'm a big you know whatever Luongo fan. So it's just you know if if they're in they're in if they're not they're out and then you know I move on. Yeah, yeah. Me and Paul know this story all too well. Following Detroit teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got uh, we got on to the sports, and now it's just about nine o'clock. We should be wrapping up, or eleven <laughs> o'clock for Paul. <laughs> Jeez, you got like three podcasts in one. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, this is that traditional time in podcast land where you're supposed to like plug something or tell people where they can find you. So uh, you, you have a, you have a giveaway right now, don't you, on Instagram or? Yeah. I have a giveaway. So on my Instagram account, uh, so at Think Item, uh, it's it's a contest running until May second. So I have an I'm going to have an original framed uh, here piece, like it's a it's a hand sketched piece. So uh, go to my Instagram feed, and there's a post um, that essentially you just you you, you like uh, uh, you know mention your friends in the in the comments section. Uh, reposts, tag, whatever you want to do. Uh, just get your name associated with that. And then, so on May 2nd, I'm taking all the names uh, and then I'm going to put them uh, in an online uh, name generator and then I'm going to let uh, Bill Gates uh, basically choose the, the winner. So, it's crazy. I think I got like a whole, like, I think it's a little over 200 people now um, for this. So, so there you go. Wow, that's really cool. And, uh, so they can go, people can go to that and your think item pretty much across all the social medias. Yeah. Just basically think item. Yeah. So then my, my main site, think item.com, uh, check out work there. And if there's any pieces you want to, uh, pick up, just, just, just shoot me, uh, just shoot me a message. And then, uh, yeah. And also on Facebook, think item page, Twitter. Um, Yeah. That's it. And then, yeah, like I said, Taco is, is, is a completely fake company. So I don't, you know, we're not, I'm not accepting resumes or anything like that yet. So, yeah. Nice. Are I'll you- build you a board. When can I get that? When I get around to making it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the site has your shop on it. I know. Cause, uh, uh, I saw the magical word sale, so I got myself a T-shirt coming. Was that you? That was you. Okay, yeah, I mailed it out today. Ah, nice, sweet. There you go. It should be there like next week. So thank you. No, that's cool. I was excited. Uh, yeah, I'm always uh, looking for new T-shirts. It's, it's a thing with me, apparently. Um, <laughs> well, I'll keep an eye out for the uh, for the uh, for the spray paint T-shirts event. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. So, I, mean, I was just looking at my phone while you were talking like a jerk, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta follow him on Instagram." You drop? There you go. There you go. 
So, uh, cool. And uh, it was really awesome talking to you. I'm glad that you joined us. Thanks so much. Um, Thanks for having me. And then I guess we're supposed to do the other traditional thing. You can find me on uh, Twitter at SickDays, S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S, or you can go to SickDays.me and see all the weird places that I'm posting online if you want to stalk me further. Uh, or you can find me on at Montreal Sauce because uh, sometimes our robot isn't tweeting and it's me. <laughs> oh, can I do a quick shout out? Oh, yeah. Uh, Todd LeBon. Just a little shout out to Todd LeBon. Cool. That's it. <laughs> uh, and Paul, do you are you on the internet at any point? I am. I am occasionally on the internet. Um, you can find me at Twitter. I'm uh, at Paul D. Uh, or you can also go to padizio.com, P-A-D-I-Z-I-O, to find the links to the various other places that I exist online in you know, the various digital incarnations uh, oh, that I, I possess. I just, uh, I just got a text here. Isaiah Thomas can suck a dick. Ooh. That's, not, that's wrong. That's that's oh. not good. That's not good. You know good. what? That's because he, yeah, it's probably because his association with the Toronto Raptors. Mm. Uh, and he is one of the many, 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 many athletes who have been in trouble for harassment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> on that note, so on that note, Isaiah, no, uh, so yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Hey, mom, thanks for listening. I, I haven't talked about you all show crazy. And then she's going to like send me a message and be like, I couldn't listen tonight. And then I will cry. Uh, Aww. so yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Check us out, uh, on uh, Facebook same as uh, our friend Adrian here, who is Think Item on Facebook. You can find us, Montreal Sauce, all one word. Talk to us, and I or my mom will talk back because she's an admin of the page, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Where else can people find us, Paul? Uh, of course, there's uh, Patreon.com. You can go to Patreon.com slash msauce if you would like to support the show uh, financially in some way. Um that's probably that's probably everything, right? Something like that. I think so. Uh, cool. Thanks, everyone, again for listening live. And uh, we'll be back probably in two weeks. And I'm going to take it easy on Paul. And we'll just do a short show, a sauce packet like we like to call them now. Boom. Um, and then I will edit and put that one up so that Paul has more time to edit all these episodes, like these ones that we just did with Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> So good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, if life gives you potatoes, make poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Boom.